Hello and welcome to episode one of the PS Plus podcast. I'm your host, Van Sneed, and I'm just so thrilled to be with you today. We've got a bunch of things to talk about and we're going to get to it all. But before we do that, I want to tell you a little bit more about how this podcast is going to work. And there are a couple of things that you should know. The first is that this podcast is a production of the Living Faith Bible Institute, a four-year Bible school that's designed to help you not only know the Word of God, but know how to apply it from cover to cover, from Genesis to Revelation. I'm a student at LFBI, and I can personally attest to the fact that these classes have helped me not only grow in my relationship with Christ, but help me to be a more effective minister of the gospel. The second thing that you should know is that this podcast actually serves as a companion to another podcast called The Postscript. Now on that podcast, the host, Pastor Brandon Briscoe, each week will speak with other pastors and professors from the Living Faith Bible Institute on just a myriad of topics. It can be theology, it can be ministry life, and really everything in between. Here on this podcast, the PS Plus, we'll take a look at some of the topics that are being discussed, and we'll spend a little bit more time talking about those. This week, Pastor Brandon is speaking with Pastor Alan Shelby of Harvest Baptist Church on the charismatic movement and charismatic theology, and that's where we're going to pick up our very first episode. I'm excited. I hope you are too. Let's get started. Now, when it comes to the charismatic movement, there's a whole bunch that we could look at hours upon hours. Now, we're not going to do that. We're actually going to focus our attention on two in particular. One is Bethel Church and the other is Lifestyle Christianity. Now, some of these you may have heard before, maybe you haven't, but let's give a little bit of context. Bethel Church is based out of California and is currently pastored by Bill Johnson, and it is incredibly popular. It's a megachurch, over 11,000 people come to Bethel Church. You may have known them from their music arm, Bethel Music, and also Jesus Culture, the band, the worship group. They're all over the place. Now, Bethel's mission statement is this, I quote, Bethel Redding's mission is to create a vibrant family of hope-filled believers who deeply experience the love and presence of God and partner with Jesus to express the joy and power of his kingdom in every area of life. So that, in a nutshell, is what Bethel claims to be about. Now, Lifestyle Christianity, the other ministry slash church that we'll be taking a look at, was founded in 2014 by Todd White. Now, Todd White came to a lot of prominence and a lot of fame by filming himself going out into the streets and doing healing ministries. Now, just as a spoiler alert, I don't think Todd White actually healed anybody. If you doubt what I'm saying, YouTube has all the answers. Go check it out. You'll see what I'm talking about. But... That's where he got a lot of popularity from. He currently is kind of the head of Lifestyle Christianity Ministries, and his mission statement over at Lifestyle Christianity says this, our mission is to see a church walk in their God-given identity by equipping them to encounter Jesus daily and walk like he says we can. So this is a little bit of background about both of these movements, and I want to talk a little bit more about why they're attractive. Now, in looking at these guys over the last couple of years, I've noticed a couple of things and I want to just call them out. The first thing is this, is that they have charismatic leaders and pun fully intended here. I'm sorry. I should have warned you. I'm not sorry, guys. And I'm okay that I didn't warn you, but they have very charismatic leaders. Bill Johnson is very much a paternal figure. And so when you listen to him, 
It's like listening to an old friend or kind of like listening to a father figure. Todd White, on the other hand, is very, very down to earth, conversational, kind of feels like you're talking to your best bro as you're talking to him. And these make it very, very easy to listen to and assimilate their theology and what they're preaching. Another thing is that both of these movements have great marketing materials. They've got great videography. They've got great design. And that sounds like it might not be a big deal, but it absolutely is. How they put themselves forward is very professional, and uh, that is very, very attractive when you look at it. They look like they have their stuff put together. One of the third reasons why these movements are so attractive, and again, Bethel and Lifestyle Christianity respectively, is that they focus a lot on supernatural experiences. And this is a theme that you're going to see over and over and over again, is that they focus on experience. Now, if you were to go to their statement of faith, for example, what you would see is something to the effect of, yes, we value experiences, but those experiences must be submitted to the Word of God. But one thing that we'll see is that Sometimes that just isn't true. Sometimes people focus so much on the experiences at the expense of the Word of God. It's kind of a hold my Bible and watch this theology. Hold my Bible because they've placed it down or given it to someone else and watch this because they're actually valuing the experience over the authority of the Word of God. And one of the fourth reasons why these movements are so attractive is that they both have ministry schools and training arms of their particular organization, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry and Lifestyle Christianity University, respectively. And both of these are really designed to help propagate these two particular theologies and ideologies. So I want to take a moment to talk about the danger of these movements, and we're going to focus on three things in particular. The first is that their sermons are often composed of their paraphrases of Scripture with their own commentaries on Scripture mixed in with that. Now, here is why we need to be on guard when we see things like this. It is really important as preachers and teachers of the Word of God to just simply cite your sources. If you quote the Word of God, tell people where you got that from, because that allows them to go to the Bible themselves and make sure that what you're saying is actually biblically and scripturally correct. What happens to a lot of new believers is that they will hear something that sounds Christian, and because it sounds Christian, that will in their mind validate everything else that this person is saying, even if it doesn't line up with scripture. We definitely want to be careful when we see people doing that. So the second thing is that they do not hold to a view of Christ that scripture does. This is incredibly problematic, but I don't want you to take my word from it. I want you to hear it from both Bill Johnson and Todd White directly. So let me quote them, Bill Johnson first, where he says, it's my conviction that Jesus didn't do any miracles as God. He did them as a man submitted to God. And the reason he did so is to give us an example we could follow. If he performed all of his miracles as God, I'm still impressed. It's just that I can't follow that. Now, again, remember Bethel Church in particular is focused on seeing signs and wonders, and so they're going to look to Jesus as a great miracle worker and use that as a game plan for how they should enact their day-to-day -day ministry. Now, there's a lot of reasons why we wouldn't hold to that particular theology, and we'll talk about them at some point, but listen to what he said here. Jesus was not all God all the time. Now, Todd White's going to say something similar. Listen to this. Jesus is born of the Virgin Mary. He is born as a man. He's not born as God. He's God's son, but he had to do what he did as a man in order to make me right with God. Now, if you're listening to that, there's really only one word, one conclusion that we can draw from statements like these. They are heretical. 
So here's the thing that I want you to know. Any person that says something that attacks the deity of Christ is not to be trusted. That is heretical talk, and you should not follow these men if this is what they are preaching. This is not my opinion. This is what the Bible says. You need to be aware of it. Speaking of what the Bible says, let's take a look at John 1, verses 1 and 2, and also verse 14. John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. In verse 14, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The Bible is very clear. Jesus, the Word that became flesh, was God, is God, will always be God. Another verse that clearly and boldly proclaims the deity of Christ is going to be Colossians 2.9. It's one of my favorite. I call it a mic drop verse because after this, I mean, what needs to be said? Now, I'm not going to drop my mic. It's expensive and I don't want to get yelled at by my pastor. But let me read you what it says here. Colossians 2.9, for in him that is in Christ dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Scripture says everything that we need to know about the deity of Christ. Jesus is 100% God, and at the same time, he is 100% man, and there is not a moment on this earth where he was not God. And if anyone is saying anything different about Christ's nature, they are preaching to you another Christ. The third thing that we can take a look at is a danger of this movement, and particularly it relates to Todd White, is that Todd White has actually recently repented for not preaching the full gospel. Now, the repentance aspect of this is great. Praise the Lord. If someone realizes they're going down a wrong path and chooses to turn around so they can be made right with God, that's great, and we want to encourage that. But the problem is, is that that means that since 2014, Todd White hasn't been preaching the gospel, and yet... He's still preaching in his church. Now, this is where I am 100% knowing that this is my opinion. This is not anything that anybody has to agree with, but I'll make the statement because you're listening to me and not just anybody. But if it were me and I just found out that the foundational, fundamental principles of my faith I did not understand and subsequently wasn't preaching, I'd probably want to sit down. I'd probably actually want to sit under biblical sound teaching to learn from people that know the foundations of our faith. And yet Todd White hasn't done that. He still continues to minister in the same capacity. His training arm, Lifestyle Christianity University, is still up and running and people are still involved. That to me is a warning sign that something is going on there. The very last thing that we could take a look at, and we could spend a lot of time here, for time's sake we won't, but it's very important that we understand this, is that these men are associating themselves with men in the Word of Faith movement. Now, I guarantee you, you know what I'm talking about, even if Word of Faith is new terminology for you. Turn on your television, and just about any pastor that's preaching on television is going to be probably involved in some way, shape, or form with the Word of Faith movement. Televangelists are very popular in this arena. Now, the Word of Faith movement is simply this. If we kind of boil it down, uh, adherence to this theology believe that faith is actually a force, and through the power of a believer's speech, they can call things into existence. Now, we commonly see this with the prosperity gospel or the health and wealth gospel. This is where if someone is sick, they'll say, you know what? I'm not sick. I'm well in Jesus' name. If someone is poor, they say, you know what? I'm not poor. God's riches are coming to me. 
And we know that there are men that purposely and maliciously prey on the poor and the disenfranchised specifically because they are vulnerable. One of the biggest proponents of this is Kenneth Copeland. Now, why do I bring up Kenneth Copeland? Well, that's because each year, Kenneth Copeland has something that he calls the Southwest Believers Convention. And he had one this year in 2020 with other like-minded individuals such as Jesse Duplantis and Creflo Dollar. Both of these men are going to tell you, look it up on YouTube, guys. I'm not making this up. Both of these men are going to tell you that they need another jet to go and minister to more people around the world. So those are the type of people that Kenneth Copeland is hanging with. And as of this year, August 2020, Bill Johnson was a keynote speaker at this conference. Todd White has been a speaker at this conference. These men are not true preachers of the gospel. And yet we see both Bill Johnson and Todd White not only rubbing elbows with these people, but actively endorsing them. Todd White has called Kenneth Copeland a father in the faith. This is something that should stop anyone who is following these men dead in their tracks. So what should we conclude from all of this? What what should we do with this information? Well, the first thing that we should realize is that Bethel and lifestyle Christianity cannot be trusted. And that's not because I have anything personal against Todd White or against Bill Johnson. It's because statements that they've made have been heretical, have been opposed to scripture. What is something else that we can take from this? Man, experiences are great. God is supernatural. So you will find as a believer in Jesus Christ that God will do supernatural things. And that's awesome. But we don't seek after experiences. We can experience God as often as we open up the word of God and just see what it says. And that's something that I would encourage you to do early and often. So that's our show for today. I want to thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with me. We're going to keep going on this subject uh, a little bit more as uh, the next couple weeks roll on, and I hope that you stay with us. If you have questions about the Living Faith Bible Institute, I'd encourage you to go to lfbi.org and find out more information. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon.